Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Well, last week I did a message titled Foundations, Framework and Finishing Touches. Foundations, Framework and Finishing Touches. And I kind of wanted to just expand on that a little bit or, or recap it and then move forward. If you weren't here and you want to watch it, it is on YouTube or on our website and stuff like that. But I wanted to start this morning uh, with Psalm 1. It's a psalm I'm sure you'll all know, but it says in Psalm 1, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners, they take their, or take their seat in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They're like the shaft that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Another verse is, Blessed is the man that walks not in the council of wicked, sits in the way of sinners, stands in the way of mockers, but his delight. What delights you? What takes you? What consumes you? Because it says blessed. The amplified version of the blessed says happy, fortunate, prosperous to be envied. And I, I took some time thinking about this because, you know, last week's message, Foundations, Framework, and Finishing Touches, I was, I was talking about that, the fact that most people in life and society focus on the finishing touches. We, we look at the, the, what we have. We look at the external. But it says that God doesn't look at the, the outer part of the man. He looks at the heart. You know, because we look at the car or the house or the skirting or the marble or the, but But when the storms come, because the storms will come, the waters will rise, the winds will blow, we all face storms. When the storms come, generally, the only thing that remains is the foundation and the framework. And you can't have the finishing touches without the framework. You can't have the framework without the foundation. That's the foundation of our life. And, and in Matthew 7, which I'll get to, it talks about what God describes as, as a person of wisdom. See, because, you know, I, I, I read a scripture last week that says there's a way that seems right to man, but in its end is death. Like, I think I'm doing the right thing. I think I'm. this is what I need to do to experience life in totality, to, to live blessed and to experience all that God has for us, but in its end is death. In other words, I, I may just be one or two degrees off course, but what I'm going after, what I'm desiring and running after is is not actually what God has for my life. And who knows that what God has for our life is is the best for our lives. We've been created in his likeness and image, called to his purposes, filled with his spirit to the greatest life, the greatest adventure we could ever live. Uh, and, and honestly, as I, as I was thinking through last week's message, I've, I really felt like God impressed upon my heart just how much he wants to bless his people. Just how much he legitimately and radically wants to bless your life. This isn't this isn't a, a waiting period for eternity. When you get to heaven, it will be awesome. Now, God wants you to live awesome now. He wants you to live fulfilled now. He wants you to live at peace now and enjoy now. It says the joy of the Lord is our strength. That He's for us and not against us. That He has plans and purposes for our lives that are to bless us and not to harm us. God wants you. Bless now. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and life. Why did Jesus come? It says Jesus came to smash the works of the enemy. It says the reason the Son of Man came was to smash the works of the enemy. God wants to stand in the gap. He wants to be your shield 
and your sword. He wants to be your protector in life. And uh, the thing is, he's not always able to radically bless us. We don't always enter into the blessed life simply because we don't do what he says. God wants us to live a certain way, but it's not a secret. He's outlined how he wants us to live in his word. And, and you need to know that Melissa and I want you blessed. I want you to prosper in life like crazy, not just financially, in every area of your life, in relationships, in your health, spiritually, emotionally, every single, we want you blessed. We want you to succeed and flourish in life. That's our desire. That's what we pray for. That's why we do what we do. And, and for that reason, I want, to, I want to encourage you this morning to read the Word. Consume the Word. Study the Word. Meditate on the Word. And more important, do what the Word says. I, I so want you blessed that my greatest point of encouragement for you here today is fall in love with the Word of God. Let it be the ballast in your soul. Let it be the foundation of your life. And, and honestly, if you were to ask me the secret to success in life, I would say the Word of God. Start and finish. What's the secret to success in life? How can I live blessed? How can I prosper in life? How can I be favoured of heaven? Be consumed by the Word. Let it, let it take you over. I was up at 2 o'clock last night, and, and it's just bouncing around, and I, I had to get up out of bed and go and read. Because I, I couldn't, it was, it was, thoughts were coming to me, and it was like God was speak. God wants to speak to you. He'll speak to you through people. He'll speak to you by the Spirit. He'll speak to you through the Word. Just get the Word of God in you. Because when the storms of, come, of life come, you need to have more of the Word of God on the inside of your soul at a greater level and greater capacity than the storm you face if you're going to make it through to the other side. And, and I love it. It says, God, you're working all things to good. We know Romans 8, God works all things together for those who love him who are called according to his purposes. But you need to know what you're called to. You need to know what he's promised. You need to know what he's doing on your behalf. Amen? And we need to realize that there's something more powerful in life than God's plans for our lives. And that's our will. God can't do anything in our life that we don't let him do. Your will is more powerful than God in your will. Because we can stop and we can shut down, we can short circuit what God wants to do in our lives just by living disobedient to what he asks us to do. Because Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. But Isaiah 1.19 says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So we want the blessing. We want the, we want the goodness of God in our lives, but we don't always want to do what God asks us to. But for God's plans to become our realities, we need to walk in his ways. And I know I, I want to talk more like a pastor today because I think we've walked through uncertain times. And I think we've faced storms. And I think that, you know, waters have risen, winds have blown. But I want you to be standing on the other side. I want you to be walking strong, bigger, taller, stronger, full of faith, full of vision, encouraged. The future is awesome because you ground your life in the Word of God. Amen? Amen. All right. So I'm going I'm to recap the few scriptures that I brought at the beginning and then, and then bring a thought. And then we can all go home. <laughs> Matthew 7, starting verse 24. Verse 27 says this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, everyone, 
So therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, not just anyone, not just some, everyone, if you hear these words and put them into practice, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, puts them into practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When we hear and do, we see what God does. When we hear and just hear, God can't do anything with that. Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I love that. If you want to meditate on a scripture this week, meditate on that. All scripture is God breathed, God inspired. God wrote what He meant and He means what He said. When you take a hold of that word, you can apply it to your life. It can be the filter that you do life through, and life will work. And I love what Amanda's saying because she's saying, "Well, we're praying, and you know, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, and give you the desires of your heart." But when you when you've got the word as ballast in your soul, you can walk through seasons and times knowing that it will happen, even though it hasn't happened yet. Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So the word on the inside of me carries me through the storm that I face to get to the promise that's being made. And, and, and God's timing is always perfect. Ecclesiastes says there's a time and season for everything under heaven. God's timing is perfect. If it hasn't happened yet, <coughs> God's promised that it will happen. Just wait. Just believe. Just stand in faith. Just, just realize that God doesn't lie. He's not a man that he should lie. And so I was just thinking this week, that if we're blessed when we hear the word of God and do what it says, and we know that all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful. So the word of God is useful for our lives. If I need an instruction, if I need to know what to do and when to do, I can go to the word and find answer. If we know that, that it's God inspired, why do we find it so hard to follow the rules? Why do, why do we find it so hard to apply the truth of the word to our lives when it's useful and, and given to help us and given to bless us. Because we all want to be blessed. Is there anybody that doesn't want to be blessed? I'll, I'll take yours. But is there anybody that, you know, you, you, we want to be blessed. We want to be fed, but we don't want to do what we're told. Truth? Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me that it's 110 speed. Limit. I want to set my, my, my cruise control at 115. I just have to wake Peter. Um, it's, it's, it's true. It's true, though, right? But why is it so hard to do what God says? Well, why weren't Adam and Eve? They're in the garden. There's thousands of trees. They're numerous. This is this is created for you. The whole thing's created for you. Why couldn't they leave that apple alone? That's just one thing. But out of out of that entire garden, He said, "Don't touch that one thing." And what was the one thing that we had to touch? Okay, like, like I say, we don't have to tell our kids, we don't have to teach them why. Why is inbuilt? It's hardwired on the inside. Zach came out and said, Why? 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 Don't touch the stove. Why? Don't run on the road. Why? Don't play with matches. Why? Stick to the speaker. Why? You know, it's just like it's hardwired 
on the inside. Why? Well, why is that? Why is it so hard to do what we Because what's the secret to life? Just do what it says. Just read the word. Just let it wash over your mind. Yeah, yeah, sure, you've got emotions, and sure, you've got propensities, and sure, you were raised a certain way. Just do what the word says. If you do what the word says, you'll succeed in life. I was, I was thinking about when my when I was young and I got my peas, and Dad had a ute, and he said, "Son, it's raining, and the the, the back that you know it's, there's no weight in the back of the ute, so you need to drive slower in the rain, so you don't spin it." Yeah, Dad, yeah, yeah. Well, I went out and I'm driving at the same speed. I always into a corner, spin out, ring, 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 stop within an inch of a telegraph pole. It's like, why? It was just inbuilt. I, I know what I'm doing. I, I, I got this under control. I spoke, spoke to someone this week that said, um, no matter what I want my kid to do, I might as well just tell them the direct opposite. And they'll get indignant about the fact that I said, do not put the bins there. And he'll go and put the bins there. Or do not do your homework. And he'll go straight to his room and do his homework. It's like, he, he will not. If I said, you should stay at school, but now nah, I'm dropping out of school. I, I don't want to go to school anymore. I don't want to. It, it's like, it's it's in us. It's it's a part of us. And, and but I did ask myself a question: Why is it? Because it's countercultural. Society says just do whatever makes you feel good. So when you want to put rules and constriction around my life, I'm like well, I'm going to just throw those off and I'm going to do what I like. Uh, is it is it because it's opposite to our nature, our our, our fallen nature? It's like don't tell me what to do. It's even the apostle Paul struggled with doing what he knew he should do. He knew it was on his says. You know, Romans 7, like, I don't understand what I do. What I do, I don't want to do. But what I hate to do, I do. Have you ever found yourself there? You go, what the heck just happened? Why did I do that? I didn't even want to do that. And there's, there's times where people say, don't do that. You go, stop it. I'm doing it anyway. And then you think back and go, I would never normally do that. And I don't want to do that, but you told me I couldn't do that. So now I'm, I'm just trying to locate us this morning. <coughs> When we hear the word of God and act upon it, see, I say to you, you guys should read your Bible. You go, you read your Bible. You consume the word. You meditate on it. Why the heck do I have to? You do it for us. God wants you with us. He wants you strengthened. He wants you to grow from strength to strength. In Hebrews it says, let us leave the elementary teachings and let us progress. God wants you to progress in life. The way we progress in life is to learn more about God. The, the multifaceted nature of God, the way we do that is by spending time in his presence, by worshipping and by reading the word. And, and I love what it says because it says, um, blessed is the man who does this but doesn't do that. But it, it goes on in Matthew to say that when you hear and act, there's a response. Hearing and acting equals wisdom. But how often do we listen but not hear? And how often do we hear but not act? God wants you to act upon the things that he speaks to you about and, and reveals to you uh, by his spirit and by his word. Um, God doesn't say things to limit us in life or to be a killjoy. Whatever he says is to bless and protect us. Whatever God said is to literally to bless and protect your life, to enlarge your life. You know, and I shared this last week, it says the way of the righteous winds upwards to a greater day. God wants your life to wind upwards. It says those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise as wing, on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and will not faint. And there's a saying, and, and I, I kind of bounces around my head, but knowledge plus action equals results. It's knowledge plus action, not just knowledge, not just knowing. I have to know and apply 
but I can, I can freely give, and the word of God is freely given, and I can apply it to my life, and knowledge plus action equals results. I get the God results for my life when I do what God says, and I can walk into a dark room knowing that there's a light switch on the back wall, and I know there's a light switch on the back wall, but I'm still in a dark room. Unless I walk to the back of the room and flip the switch, I'm still standing in a dark room. We can know that God is good, that God is for us, that no woman formed against us shall prosper, that he calls you to be the head, not the tail above and not beneath, that we're, but thanks be to God that gives us victory through our Lord. We, we can know all these things, but if I don't apply and step out, how do I step out in God? I step out in faith. I step out going, God, I believe, even though I may not understand. Can I encourage you to flip that switch of faith? You may have been brought up a certain way. You may know certain things. There's a certain level of intellect. There's a certain level of instruction. Or you, you were raised by this family, not by that. Whatever, whatever it may be, can I encourage you? Let, let, let God supersede. Let the wisdom of heaven go beyond and before anything that's been ingrained into you through sight. I love what Amanda said before. We're, we're in the world, but not of it. We're not subject to the ways of the world or the ways of the enemy. When Jesus Christ hung on the cross, he said, it is finished, breathed his last, and died. Descended to the depths of hell, conquered death and sin, and rose victorious. Ascending to heaven to be seated at the right hand of his Father. There is a wisdom that comes from God that you can't get anywhere else. And God wants to reveal it to you by his spirit. You know, in, in James 1, 22, it says, don't merely listen to the word and, and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at the, his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the law, the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in whatever they do. They'll be blessed. So, so, so don't merely just listen to the words and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. The devil would love you to think that just because you know the word of God, that you're blessed and you're protected and you'll be provided. But God wants you to step out in what you know. God wants you to, to, to put some faith and some, some actions. That's our faith is where the rubber hits the road in life. Amen. Help me comfort, help me preach. I'm feeling all flat around. I just Proverbs 4. It says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. They are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. The, the fact is, in life, we're either going to live our lives by truth or facts. We're going to live our life by truth or facts. The facts of our circumstance are the truth of the word of God. That's how we're going to live. And the facts may be that you're sick. But the truth is by his stripes you've been healed. The facts are you may have bills. They may be piling up. There may be the bank may be calling you. The truth is my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I have to position myself in one of two places. And you've heard me say it before, we're going to live in camp fear or we're going to live in camp faith. We're going to live by facts or we're going to live by truth. You know, the fact that facts are uh, that, that I'm in a storm right now that I'm challenged right now, that things are exactly as I'd like them to be right now. But we, the, the truth is that we serve a God that says, quiet, be still. He's asleep in the, in the stern of the boat. He's not concerned by what's external. 
because he knows what's in him. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the word. Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It's okay to succeed in life. It's okay to prosper in life. It's okay to be favoured in life. Favour isn't fair. God favours your life when you walk in his ways, when you speak his truth, when you stand firm and say, you know what, not today, devil. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to carry worry and concern around. I'm casting my cares upon him because he cares for me. I'm standing in faith. And the cool thing is about uh, wisdom. Wisdom is just knowledge acted upon. It says in James 1, starting in verse 5, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. A person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. If you lack anything, ask God. If there's deficiencies in your world, if there's things that you can't do in your own strength, go to God. Wait on God. Trust in God. Ask God and let God. What does it say in Matthew 7? Ask and it will be given to you. Seeking you will find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. Because he who asks receives. He who seeks finds. He who knocks the door is open unto him. I'm excited. I said this last one. I'm excited for the future. And today looks very different to yesterday. But I'm telling you, the picture I get in my mind of what God is going to do and wants to do in your life is magnificent. You are his, his, the Bible says that you are his masterpiece, his creation. He's created you, and, and he, wants to, he wants you to flourish in all that you do. And I just want to pray for that this morning. So I wanted to spend a few minutes. I, I just wanted to ask us, maybe you could come Drew and play, but to stand just before God and just to ask him to help you live the life that he's created for you. Just as, as we play and we worship with him, and Michelle comes or not, but I don't didn't mean that because you're not here, but just if you decide to come, um, otherwise I'll sing or Grace Lee will come and sing. Let's just spend a few minutes. We can come and just do church, and we can come and just have a word, whatever. But you know what? This is an altar. And this is a, a time where we can just surrender our lives afresh to God. King of kings, Lord of lords, who's worthy of praise. I love what it says in Isaiah 6, it says, God works for those who wait for him. He meets with those who rejoice. I wanted you to know this week that God is working for you. He's doing more behind your back than you can see before your eyes. He's with you. He loves you. He just wants you to apply the truth of his word to your life so that you can see his promises outwork themselves in your life. Can we just stand on our feet? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth that is your word. Thank you that the gospel is good news. It's good news to all who hear and all who believe. Father, we just bless you this morning. We thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, that faith will be stirred in every person's heart this morning, that we would rise to be all that you've called us to be, that we would experience all that you've promised for our lives. 
In God's name, I speak blessing over marriages. Love increasing. Strength returning. I speak health into bodies where health is needed. Lord, I speak peace into hearts and minds of those that right now are carrying anxieties. And Lord, the wisdom of heaven into people's minds that right now are at a crossroad, needing to make decisions, needing to to find solutions to problems that are presenting themselves. God, just as your word says, as we wait on you, we renew our strength. We rise on wings as as we run and not grow weary, we walk. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.